in a world where a giant half-dog, half-man and a hockey-mask-faced senator watch stuff. Only one podcast can deliver that in monthly doses. When they are needed to talk over movies and TV shows, you can count on The Nerd Blitz Commentaries. Gang, this is a special Nerd Blitz commentary for the 1998 King of the Ring Hell in a Cell match between Undertaker and Mankind, which turns what 19, 19 this, this year? year? Yeah, 19 on this date. God damn, what it's almost 20 years old. Yes, fuck, feels like it happened yesterday. Does it really? Yeah, I mean, maybe five, ten years ago at the most, but 20, fuck, yeah. That's insane. This match is amazing, though. It is. I told you I watched a little bit of it last night when I was uh, yeah. getting everything all set up. Mm-hmm. And it's the first time I'd watched it in a few years, probably. And uh, Probably 10 years or so, I would guess. Um, Yeah, probably. probably. If this not is one, more, actually. This is one of those ones where I'll watch it even, even in the days when I'm like not feeling wrestling at all yeah this is like outside of if somebody's like hey you want to watch the taker mankind hell in a cell you're like fuck yeah uh-huh that's like one of those yeah, yeah. that's like one of those matches where it's like yeah i'll fucking watch yeah that. i mean for me this is a top three match of all time oh for sure for sure it's fucking crazy dude i man i can't believe it was the first time i saw it was probably only like a year old yeah. I mean, I think I saw pieces of it not long after it happened. Yeah. Honestly, the first time I saw the full match bell to bell mm-hmm. was probably when I got this DVD in 2005. Actually, you know what? I might have seen this. Fuck, it's it's possible. Because I, I did start watching wrestling before we started doing the, the the wrestling fed thing. Yeah. Which was 99. Um, I think I started watching like Monday Nitro and stuff like around 97, 98. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, like probably 97, 98. So, because I had forgotten that I was doing that, um, until not too long ago, I was looking up some old, uh, Goldberg matches from, from Nitro yeah, and some old Sting stuff. And I'm like, the dates all kept coming up like 97, 98. I'm like, I fucking watched I that live. Shit. Yeah. I like, I watched yeah. these live. I didn't realize they were pre-1999. Well, when you were talking about the Fed stuff, you were mention, mentioning some older stuff, and I don't mean like the USA Network type shit, because that was early 90s, but yeah, you were mentioning was, yeah. some stuff, and it's like, your dates aren't lining up, dude. <laughs> no, you're right. I was I was way off, or not way off, but I was off enough that... Yeah. But I, I guess I had forgotten that I had gotten a little bit back into wrestling before 
my cousin was like, oh, hey, you, you're, you're watching wrestling again? We're doing this. Yeah. Because it just came up at a family function. I, it wasn't like we hung out or talked that much. Yeah. Um, and we just we were started talking about wrestling, and he was like, hey, we're doing this wrestling thing. And that's how I got involved in that. But, yeah, I forgot that I was – I was I was way into wrestling already by before that even happened. Yeah, because like I said, I think you mentioned seeing Goldberg debut. Didn't no, you? no, I don't think I I didn't see him debut. No, oh. but I I don't think so. But I saw him like I saw him do. I saw him like in the middle of the streak. His his uh, nitro yeah, streak his, or like, whatever. Yeah, because I yeah, saw him. His... I saw him. Uh, I saw him wrestle Kevin Nash. I saw him wrestle the Big Show. Yeah. Uh, well, the Giant. Yeah. Um, I saw that happen live on Nitro when he picked him up and slammed him. And everybody yeah, was yeah, going yeah. ape shit because he gave him the jackhammer and shit. Well, yeah, I mean, that's like fucking Hogan slamming Andre. Oh, yeah, that's what they were like. Except yeah. Goldberg's like way stronger than Hogan, I think. Yeah, and I don't think he's as much of an asshole either. No, no, probably not. So... Do you think you may have seen this closer than? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Getting back to that, I think because this was '98, right? So I would have been watching wrestling then. So because I, I, I seemed it feels like I saw it replayed on Raw because you know they That's would sometimes possible they would sometimes or... pl- they would sometimes replay the pay per view stuff. Yeah, show highlights of it what on they Raw used the to next do back night? in those days. What they used to do back in those days, though, is they had these clip shows that they would play on the weekends. Like Saturday, oh, Sunday morning. Yeah, mornings. that's right. That's right too. Yeah, that's where I saw it. And no, I don't like think, they would cut it, it up that, and but... be like, "Hey, we're gonna take a commercial in the middle of it and shit like that." Yeah, I don't think it was. I don't think it was that because it it feels like it was a Monday night. Like it was a night. It was at night in yeah. the evening when I saw it. But yeah, I just happened to be watching it. I and I think I saw it in progress. It's not like I saw it from the very beginning. Yeah. But I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Because I don't think I'd ever seen a Hell in the Cell was. Yeah, this wasn't the first one, but I don't think I'd ever seen a Hell in the Cell I think before. this is only, like, the second or third. Yeah, the second one, I think. Yeah, like, steel cage matches used to be a thing when, mm-hmm. I, when I was younger and watching wrestling, but then nobody really did steel cages that much anymore. But then this, I was like, what the fuck is this? And they're, like, walking yeah. around on top of the fucking thing and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? These guys are fucking nuts. When they started, this match started on top, and that was Foley's idea. Did he come down on the cage? Like, when the cage came down, was he on it? No, he he came out first and crawled up it, climbed oh, okay. up. That's one of those things that I'm, I can't be 100% that I've ever seen because I have never seen this full match, like the full entrances and, any, and everything, yeah. and I've never seen it uncensored because if you look like they had to blur out the WWF logo, the old WWF logo. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, I noticed, like, and, like, the... Um the 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 ring like the turnbuckles there's yeah. like advertisements on there they blur that all out so it looks kind of really weird yeah well on the turnbuckles it's the wwf logo gotcha so i've never seen i don't think i've ever seen like the full entrances of this match mm-hmm. or the uncensored version i think in the last few years wwe cut a deal with world wildlife fund and they can show the old wwf logo now Oh, and okay. I think they've put this match out on a newer set, uncensored. Yeah, Vince really fucked himself on that. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. What a fucking dummy. That's that's another one where a fucking rich and powerful dude thinks he can get whatever he wants, and uh-huh. he's going to be a dick about it. So guess what? Now you got fucked. 
You got fucked by a panda. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> all he would have had to do was be cool about it. Yeah. But no, he wanted to be a dick and take it to court and do all that shit. And because uh, I'm sure there could have been there was something they could have worked out. Well, I mean, for years there was no trouble. So. Right. I mean, now, World he... Wildlife Fund and the WWF were two huge things. People knew about both. So. Right. You know, so I can't remember. Was it was it Vince that started it? That started the the problem? I don't know 100 percent the whole story behind it. I think think what it was maybe was vince was like hey there's another wwf out there let's go after him that sounds about right this wwf they had been around longer than the world wildlife fund but as wwwf when they changed to wwf it was after the world wildlife fund had come around gotcha I think that's where the issue came from. And Vince was like, well, let's fucking do something about this. And Yeah, as if it matters. Yeah. Like, like as, as if people are going to be confused. Yeah. Yeah. But since that happened, I mean, there is a bit of confusion in the marketplace because people still call WWE WWF. Even yeah, when I they're talking do. about the current day. Yeah, I still call them WWF because WWE sounds dumb. I like it. Do you? I like WWF yeah. better. I mean, I like the WWF logo better. And let's be honest, the current WWE logo, it's stupid as fuck. It looks like a child's plaything. I like the old Scratch logo, because that's just fucking badass. But I don't know. World Wrestling Entertainment, especially with the way the company has gone to where they're Yeah, I guess it producing. fits better now, but... Yeah, because they started producing movies, and now they're doing TV shows and shit, too. And with the network, I mean, they're doing cartoons and talk shows and all kinds of shit on there. So it makes sense, but... Yeah, I guess so. It just doesn't feel right still. I mean, yeah, if all of your life it was F and all of a sudden it's E, I can understand that. Yeah, it just seems weird. But, um, let's tell folks what we're... how we're watching it. Uh, yeah. Back in 2005, WWE put out a three-disc set on Taker called Tombstone, the History of the Undertaker, with a a good fucking chunk of his matches up to that point, or at least touching on some of his big um, storylines and feuds up to that point. And I've got to say, to this day, this is probably my favorite Taker set they've put out. I mean, it's pretty comprehensive. I was looking at the matches on the the back. Um, Yeah. Did you look at the card inside of it? Yeah. 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 Because, I mean, if you look at all the matches and then you see all the vignettes and interviews and all that shit, yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty fucking in-depth. Yeah, it's pretty, it's, yeah, there's it a lot ends, of shit on it. This ends in September of 03, like, September, two months later is when he had that Buried Alive match with Vince that Kane interfered and buried him, mm-hmm. and then five months later at WrestleMania 20 is when he came back as the dead man. So it's uh-huh. like there was only a year that really didn't get covered in this. Because, mm. again, he had five months off because I think he was dealing with an in- injury. Yeah. Is that when he tore his, tore his pec? He tore his, it might have been. Yeah. I know there was Doing one bench. point when... It was bench uh, pressing. So I remember when that, hap- when that happened. I think that was, that was a different one, though. Oh, that was a different one? Because yeah, we, we he was we were getting the... ready to come back from another injury, and he was benching, like you said. It was benching some ridiculous, like, 500 pounds or some shit. Yeah. I was like, what? Well, no fucking wonder you hurt yourself. Yeah. Jesus. I think that might have been one of the times he broke his orbital bone, which I think he's done twice. Ooh. Yeah. And he was healing that up, and he was trying to get back into ring shape, and he was benching, I think it was, I don't think it was 500, but it was, like, close to four at least. Yeah. 
and he was fucking benching. I think he said he just felt heard or felt a pop in his chest. Yeah, and, and he ended up. Pack. Yeah, yeah, and that set him back like six months more. So I mm-hmm. don't think it was the Survivor Series Domania twenty. Uh, c- yeah, because that might be the one year that he missed WrestleMania. Because mm. in his twenty five year or his, yeah, his twenty five matches at Mania, he only missed one in that whole run. That's why like he's been around for twenty seven years, but he's only got twenty five Manias. Yeah. Well, it's actually like 26 and a half years, but 25 manias. But yeah, um, we're watching the Tombstone, the History of the Undertaker set. This is disc two, I think. And let's see. It's the one, two, three, four, like the fifth chapter on the disc. That's what we're watching. Yep. And we've got it lined up just to when the lights go out. So yeah, we can get into it and talk a bit more about it. But yeah, this is a fucking insane match. Yeah, if you if if you're a person that doesn't like wrestling, e- even people who don't like wrestling, this is entertaining as hell. Like this mm-hmm. is it, fucking insane. And if you're one of those idiots that says, "Well, wrestling's fake," well, let's see how fake this match is. Yeah. On commentary, at one point, Jr. even says, "Oh yeah, there's some idiot at home being like, well, they know how to fall. How do you learn how to fall and take that?" Right. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we can get into it. It. Yeah. There are things in here that they did to like lessen um the well, I mean, the the severity of what's going on but there's other stuff in here that's like oh shit know. that happened yeah <laughs> yeah well i mean yeah but learning how to fall they do learn how to fall it's called bumping but that's yeah. just landing flat on your back with your arms down and shit so that yeah. the impact is spread over your body more so it yeah. doesn't hurt as much they're not not getting hurt that's the oh no thing. i know that still hurts no i'm not telling you i'm telling oh, them yeah. That's what stupid people don't understand. You can learn how to fall right so it doesn't kill you. Doesn't mean you're not going to get hurt, though. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, let's get into this. Um, Three count. Yep. One, two, three, play. Yeah, okay. But, again, just so everybody knows, the lights have just gone out. Taker's getting ready to make his entrance. Uh, We can see two stairwells in the crowd that are kind of lit up. And Foley is about to cross over into the second section of... The roof of the Hell in a Cell, just so people can get lined up perfectly. Ready? Ready. Three, two, one, play. Okay, yeah, now the lights are completely off. You can see the three stairwells now. Yeah. And yeah, here comes Taker about ready to make his entrance. And they say it all the time on commentary and... It's true, but, you know, they're feeding you bullshit. This is one of the greatest entrances of all time. Yeah, it really it really is. Um, and, you know, we were talking about... I've been playing that, uh, that Xbox game. Yeah. Even on there, it's like... Like, gives you the chills, kind of. Like, oh, it's so yeah. fucking cool. It makes you feel like the temperature's dropping a little bit. Right yeah. there, what... This is one of the few times, like, they did something extra special at a pay-per-view or something. And I'm not... I don't know if this was part of his... Yeah. I don't know if this was part of his everyday Raw entrance or not, but... Fucking him walking through the flames was badass. Yeah. And I heard from the start, he hated that. He never wanted to walk through the flames. And one year, I guess it was 2008 or 2009, they were here in town for Elimination Chamber. Uh Uh-huh. And he almost died. 
uh, because his pyro was going off on the ramp, and the pyro dude was supposed to let off the button when he got at the top of the ramp. Yeah. And as he got at the top of the ramp, he, the pyro dude let off the flames right underneath him. Oh, shit. And they said if it wasn't for his long coat and his long hair, he would have been dead. Oh, my. And on Jericho's podcast, he actually talked about it once, and he said um, when Taker got backstage, because he finished the match, he had the match and lost the title to, I think, Jericho. Yeah. But Jericho said when he went to the back, Taker and Vince were there in the trainer's room, and they were looking over Taker, and Taker told him, I don't want to hear no apologies. I don't want no bullshit. I'm just telling you right now, if I ever see that dude again, I'm going to kill him. And Vince was like, <laughs> we'll take care of it. And Jericho goes, a lot of our pyro guys you'll see with bands and shit. He goes, I've never seen that dude again to this day, so I don't know what the fuck happened to him. <laughs> <laughs> they took care of him. <laughs> no shit. But here we go. Taker's getting ready to yep, they climb just climbed up the top on... of the roof. Yep. And now this here, the mesh on the roof. They were supposed to have some of the zip ties on there pop, so it looked dangerous. Yeah, but they were really popping. Like yeah, like the real ones. Like the real yeah, like the metal bands and stuff are popping off. Mm-hmm. Ugh. You don't see that much anymore. It's a chair shot like that. The chair shots. Well, no, like that because he didn't hit him with the seat of the chair. He hit him with the edge of it. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's what I remember about this, watching them walk on this stuff. is all, Oh, like right, like right there? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was supposed to happen to make it look dangerous. Oh, was it? Yeah. I didn't know. In I didn't realize. spots. Yeah, I didn't realize that big hole that opened up was intentional. I don't, I'm not sure if that one specifically is, but it was supposed to happen in a couple spots to make it look dangerous and make people be like, oh, God, oh. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, like, we'll get to it later, but there's another spot where it was supposed to happen. This is watch where out, shit watch gets out. crazy. Yeah. Whoa! Bam! <laughs> they said if you if you include the angle, that's a 22-foot drop. Yeah. But in actuality, I think it's, like, 16 feet. Yeah, they say, they say a few times that it, the cage is 16 feet tall. Yeah. And that's a legit number. Sometimes they inflate their numbers to make it sound yeah. more dangerous. And then look He's at broken in there. half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking JR. You can sort of see Taker looking around like worried. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I, I, I... Did you read Mankind's book? Mankind. Yeah. Did you read Mick Foley's first book? Yeah. Um. Yeah, and he, I he think really... he's touched on this a couple times in his first three books, though. Yeah, well, I mean, in the first book, I read it, and oh, god damn. And uh, he gets really into it like... um. Like, he doesn't remember this. No. Like, like once he fell off there, he doesn't remember any more of this match after that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he And Taker, is... Taker and was on this, the record this is saying like... he thought he was dead right then. Yeah. Until he um, started moving. Yeah. Because there's a couple I mean, spots in here where Taker said he legitimately thought he killed him. Yeah. There's, oh yeah, there's Terry Funk. I forgot Terry Funk gets involved. Mm-hmm. He gets in, make sure he's okay. And see, those are the old tables, too, that weren't, like, specifically designed to break. Yeah. Like, they were designed to break easier, but the tables now, like, their joints are weakened to break. Yeah. That's, like, a board with cuts in it for the monitors. Now it's, yeah. like, almost foam-like. Yeah. 
once Foley started moving, Taker said he knew it was okay to be in character again. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I remember reading his book and him, him being like, they decided like right before the match, didn't they? That like, why don't you just throw me off the top? Well, they had had a production meeting and I think uh, uh, Terry Funk was in the meeting. And yeah. they were like, okay, so what's something we can do that'll make this exciting? And they were throwing out ideas and Funk thought some of them were crazy. And he goes, yeah. well, why don't you just throw him off the fucking thing? And everybody was like, ha after the production meeting, Foley, oh, Foley, I think talked to Funk or Vince and told one of them, you know, I think I could actually do that. And they were like, "Actually, do what?" Uh -huh. and he goes, "Have him throw me off the top." And they're like, "Fuck no, dude!" <laughs> and he goes, "No, I, I think I've worked it out in my head. If he does it just right, he can do it, and I'll be safe." Yeah, just right. Yeah. Well, because I mean, look at it, like. Look how close he is to that guardrail. Well, I not think just he says that. that. Look how close his head was to that monitor under the board. Oh yeah, that too. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like if if he if he lands across that guardrail, he's gonna break his fucking back. He's gonna break his everything, man. Yeah. But yeah, I think at this point, like he dislocated his shoulder there. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I know this is funny. Yeah. The commentary's like, the Undertaker's still up there. <laughs> But yeah, there's Slaughter and Vince and referees that aren't around anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think I've told you this before, like this match made two legends. Yeah. Because if you take this match out of both of their careers, I mean, they both still had impressive careers, but. Right. But I mean, this without... is especially, especially Mick Foley, I think. I think. Undertaker would have still been what he is without this. Yeah. But... but this this made like fully solidified his status as a hardcore legend, but this made Taker look like incredibly brutal. He'd done yeah. some crazy shit up to this point, but this is just like he's trying to kill a guy. Right. Like he's living up to all of that satanic demonic shit he's always said. He's trying to kill mankind. Yeah. And you yeah, can so just they, look they get at him, him up there. Yeah. And I think this was planned, but I think they thought, like, after that fall, Foley was done. Yeah. But then he gets off the, yeah, he gets off the yeah. gurney and comes back. Yeah, because whoever's back in the gorilla position, yeah. I think was telling the commentators, like, it's done. The match yeah. is over. We had more planned, but sorry, it's done. And yeah. I think that's why JR keeps apologizing here. Oh, because he keeps saying it's going to be the shortest hell in the cell ever. He's either saying that or he's like, sorry, we, I mean, this was supposed to be a big match, but uh, I guess it's over now. Mm -hmm. And then here you see Taker's getting ready to start climbing down on the commentary side as they're lowering the mm -hmm. cell. And here people are like, oh shit, Foley fell off the stretcher. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, he went off the roof too. <laughs> but yeah that's an ins insane drop right there yeah well and didn't uh didn't shane mcmahon do something similar yeah um, he years dove, later yeah he, dove, last he year. did a yeah huh it was last year against taker oh was it oh At see Mania, here he's yeah. coming back look at him he's mm -hmm. fucking crazy as shit 
But yeah, it was last year against Taker. He dove off the top of the new cell, which is like 10 or 20 feet higher. Yeah, onto the table. Yeah, and the, the table, if you table. watch, yeah, if you watch real close, the table's got an airbag under it. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, it's got all kinds of shit under it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, this part right here, where the roof pops, that yeah. was supposed to pop. Again, it's like, oh, shit, they're going to go through. Yeah, except he actually went through. <laughs> well, yeah, but see, he was supposed to right grab onto Bang. the edge. Ooh. He was supposed to grab onto the edge and hold on. And dangle through. And then Taker was going to come through the hole, too. Oh. But the roof just gave way. Yeah. And if you pay attention, you see that chair came down and smacked him in the face and knocked yeah, him out cold. Knocked it, yeah, I know. It knocked him out cold and knocked his tooth out, too. Mm-hmm. His and tooth's this hanging out of his part, nose. This is another part where Taker's on the record saying he thought he killed him. Yeah. Because he just was not moving at all. And then he moved, as you see there, mm-hmm. and Taker was like, okay, it's it's all right to go back into the match. But, yeah. yeah, at this point, Foley's dazed. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Right. And I like how Terry Funk's there, like, running interference, or like... Mm-hmm. Trying to buy him, time give, for Mick. Yeah, to give him time to get his bearings back. <laughs> Which, spoilers, he never that. does. Yeah. And I love this part. He chokes, slams him. Uh, Terry kicks his. Yeah, shoes and he's off. like flopping around. Yeah, yeah, and he's like flopping around like he's having a convulsion. And he just yeah. throws his ass out of the fucking thing. And I love King's commentary where he's like, "There's hats, there's chairs, there's shoes in the ring." Mm-hmm. But yeah, right there, it's where he Boom. lost his. Bam. Tooth. Yep. And Foley said that he thinks that that move. Could have and should have killed him, but he didn't yeah. take the choke slam the right way. Because if you saw in that replay, his one foot didn't come up. If right. he would have went all the way up and came all the way down, he, he thinks that would have killed on his him. Head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He probably then, landed straight down. Oh yeah. And then he says the ring back then wasn't as uh, bouncy as it is now. He thinks that helped too because it stopped him, and it stopped him from getting real jarred. Oh, yeah. Because if he would have bounced a little bit, that could have fucked him up. Yeah, worse. so now he's going to, yeah, now Taker's going to do his rope walk thing. Yeah, going then, old school. Oh! And, oh, no! God, that, that, I bet that hurt fucking bad, dude. Oh, yeah. I bet he had a fucking big old raspberry up the inner thigh. Look at his tooth hanging out of his nose. I know, it's so fucked up. Isn't and fully fucking, fucking sticking up. his tongue through it and shit. Uh and see, Taker's had a lot of fucking groin injuries and shit, too. Yeah. Well, he looked like he hurt his ankle when he jumped down through that hole. Yeah, I'm, I was thinking about it, and I couldn't remember if it was this match or another Hell in a Cell match, but at the time, he had a broken foot. Oh, really? Yeah, and one of the Because ma- he jumped, he jumped down and landed on it and looked like it twisted a little funny. Uh-huh, because he kind of, he almost knocked the cameraman off the rope. Yeah. Or off the apron because he kind of jumped back. Mm. But here Foley's trying to fucking get his bearings and figure out what the hell he's going to do. And he can't quite lift the steps up because his arms hurt. Yeah. And again, I think that's a legit in- injury. But yeah, Foley did take her like a huge favor with this match. 
you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because he just kept fucking taking and taking and taking. Mm-hmm. And I think this was the end of their feud, too. Because they'd had, like, a <laughs> few-year run. Yeah. Oh, that yeah, referee. Fucking... Oh, shit, that referee. That was Tim White. Uh, that dude, like, they had a Ooh, series these punches, of... Ooh, these punches sound legit. Ooh. Yeah. But that referee, Tim White, they had a few vignettes over a few years where, like, he was trying to kill himself. <laughs> what? Yeah! Like, there was one, I think the bar was called The Friendly Place, maybe? But it's a bar they always went to when they were in town and destroyed it. Uh Now imagine him doing that over the top rope. Yeah. Have you seen that yet? No. Oh, God, you gotta see it, dude. I mean, I'm sure I've seen it in the past. I haven't seen it recently. Well, watch. Try to find the WrestleMania 23 match with Batista. Okay. Because that was one of the few times it actually went off without a hitch. But yeah, um, that referee, he bought that bar storyline because he got injured and wasn't able to ref anymore. He bought that bar and they went to interview him one time. And he's holding a shotgun and the dude who was interviewing him, I think it was Josh Matthews, was like, Tim, Tim, put down the gun as he walks off the screen. Yeah. He's like, oh no! And you hear, Oh my god. Yeah, it was fucked up. I think they got into some shit for that. Um, <laughs> probably. It wasn't too long ago either. It was like maybe ten years ago. Yeah. This here was I thought was a poor camera shot. Because they're shooting him from the back while the cameraman's in his face trying to show that Taker's bleeding. Oh yeah. Maybe he's gonna give him the fucking Oh Yeah, an old school fucking that was an uh, old pile school driver. pile driver. Yeah, those are banned because it ended up breaking too many people's necks. Yeah. Oh, and it busted. Did he get busted on the chair? No, he got busted when he dove into the uh, into the into the thing. Into oh the yeah, cell, right. Yeah. And then he's juicing him up there. Mm-hmm. Smearing it around with those punches. Yeah. Oh, this is oh, fucked shit. up. <laughs> oh shit! Oh. Fucking monsters, dude. <laughs> they are monsters. And just when you think it can't get more fucked up. Oh, yeah. Don't spoil <laughs> what's coming. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm uh, just saying, like, after all this and you think it can't get more fucked. That's what I, the first time I saw it, that's what I couldn't believe was like, is this, am I seeing this? Is this <laughs> fucking really happening? It's like a fucking live action Tom and Jerry cartoon. Kind of is, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Or more more appropriate, it's like an itchy and scratchy cartoon come to life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of. Now oh, this Mc, thing that's McFoley coming. Where's going? Yeah. yeah, what he's getting. There's a funny story about that too. I'll tell you in a few minutes. Okay. I don't know if you ever heard it. Is it a bag of marbles? No, and it's not a bag of toys either. He's not. No. No, he's not jolly old Saint Mick. It's the Sandman. Nope. It's. Uh, Oh, as I think King says, oh, thumbtacks. And he dumps them out and spreads them around on the mat. Mm -hmm. Now, the funny story about this is when they get backstage, Foley, as we've mentioned, is completely fucking out of it. Yeah. 
and he grabbed Ooh. Taker's arm and he goes, oh, did I use the thumbtacks? And he said, oh, Taker yeah, gave that. him the stupidest look and was like, Mick, he's look got, at your arm. Uh-huh. There's thumbtacks all in his arms and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, like, you've seen him almost die twice, but thumbtacks is like, Ugh! oh, don't uh-huh. get too close to those. Ooh. Oh, now he's got the mandible claw, the mandible claw. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's just the weirdest move. It, I'm it is. Stick my it's two like, fingers down your throat. Yeah, but it's like it's one of the easiest to get out of. I mean, it is a dangerous move, but it's like one of the easiest to get out of too. Just bite. Yeah. And it got even worse when he brought out Mister Sacco. Oh, Sacco! Yeah. yeah his dirty, <laughs> dirty sock from down sock. his pants. Yeah. So his dirty fucking sock. Just oh wait, he's choking him out with the mandible like claw. No, two no, hours. you gotta drop it twice. Oh, yep. Oh no, is it gonna be three or is his arm gonna stay up? Oh, oh, oh! oh! <laughs> Look at this. He picks his ass up. Yeah, it's like a half-ass electric chair. Uh huh. Which is a match or a move you don't see much anymore. Yeah. See, Taker's trying to aim him right. Boom. And he sort of misses, so Foley's like, okay. Yeah, I'll so he's roll like, through. okay, I'll just roll around on it myself then. Uh huh. And it's like, he's insane. Look at that. Look at that shit just sticking to him. Oh, uh-huh. God. But yeah, it's like, this motherfucker is insane. He is, yeah. Like, I mean, if he ever goes to jail for murder or something, and they're like, oh, we're going to try legal insanity. And they're like, no. Yeah, he's now like, he's going to choke match. slam him on the. Fucking A. And watch the way Bang. his arms go. Oh. Like he rubs his one arm around in him to make it worse. Yeah. Oh, God. And he still gets up. Yep. And here it and goes. He's going to tombstone on the... Oh. And Tim's going down for the count. One, two, three... Damn. Yeah. Isn't that fucking nuts? That is, yeah. Every time it makes me cringe. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, another fucking backstage story. I don't know how long it was after this, but when they got backstage, Vince gave uh, Foley a hug and he told him, thank you, I love you for what you did to this, what you did for this company but I don't ever want to see you do something stupid like that again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that dude with the long hair is that keeps telling him raise, raise the cage. Yeah. But he knows Foley's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. He's he's probably one of the doctors. Yeah. Doctor train or something. Yeah. But he looks like some bum they pulled off the streets because he's just right. in sweats and sneakers. <laughs> yeah. Crazy man, and they're trying to fucking check on Foley and see if he's all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Foley's said many times that like he did some crazy shit in his years, like jumping off of roofs onto mattresses and jumping off mm-hmm. of ring aprons onto like concrete floors. And, you know, yeah. putting his head through the ropes and ripping off his ear in, I think, Germany. Yeah, yeah. or being uh, 
thrown into a dynamite board. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen him that when he was in Japan? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and they had the... Those fucking Japanese death matches are insane. Oh, they're fucking crazy. Do... But yeah, it was like it was like some kind of explosives mm-hmm. set up on these boards, and then you, they like the way you, it's almost like a tables ladder or a table match where you get thrown through the table, but yeah, instead of just breaking the table, the table fucking explodes. <laughs> mm-hmm. He actually like got ever... all burned up. Did you ever see that match with Edge at WrestleMania twenty two, where they lit the table on fire and Edge speared him through it? No, speared who through it? Edge speared Foley through it. Oh, shit, no. Yeah. But back to what I was getting to, all the crazy shit Foley's done, he thinks that, understandably so, <laughs> that match <laughs> is probably the one that retired him. Um. Because it was a few yeah. years later, but it, the after effects of that really fucked him up. Yeah. Yeah, because... Yeah. Yeah, because Mankind... Yeah, because Mankind stopped doing all this crazy shit. Or a lot of this really crazy shit, because then he had the whole thing with the rock and sock connection, mm-hmm. you know, where it was it was all more like uh, goofy, um, you know, kind of kind of shit. And then he came back as Cactus Jack mm-hmm. for a short time. He's come then, back as Cactus Jack a couple times since then. Yeah, because uh, fuck, I'm trying. Because I know, I know. Was. After that, he was he was out for a while, and then he was like the commissioner, oh, yeah. and then he was like in the front office, and he didn't yeah, wrestle. He re- and he retired from uh, in ring in like 2002, I think, after a Hell in yeah. a Cell match with Triple H, where he went through the roof and through the ring. Hmm. Do I remember that? I think I remember that. Yeah, and then after because I think like, that was, was that was the feud that that was like the feud that put Triple H over. Yeah. Yeah. One of them, yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, he took a break for a while, and he was the commissioner. But in two thousand five, two thousand six, in there, he came back mm-hmm. for a few matches. And like I said, he had a match with Edge at WrestleMania twenty two. Okay. It was I think an Extreme Rules match. It was like the first time. Uh, they had ECW as part of part of the WWE fold. Oh, okay, yeah. Because Joey Styles, I think, called it. Okay. And, um, yeah. Yeah, ECW was next level shit, too. Yeah, speaking of ECW, did you ever see that match? It was Sabu and... I want to say Sandman, but I'm not sure. But they, um... It was a barbed wire match where they took the ropes down and surrounded the ring in barbed wire. That sounds familiar. I saw a lot of Sabu matches, but I, I don't remember if I saw that one or not. Maybe sometime we should do a commentary for that, because that's another one where I think Sabu's on like record saying he almost died in that match because the barbed wire just got wrapped around him too much because he kept getting thrown into it. Yeah. And like they had to go get tin snips because the shears they had there wasn't cut cutting through it. Oh, shit. Yeah. Because I think yeah, at one point he had it like wrapped around his leg and wrapped wrapped around his neck. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's no good. And it wasn't the rubber barbed wire that you see him sometimes use. It was legit mm. barbed wire. Yeah. Where you'd see him get yeah, tossed I don't, I don't into know if you've and ever, shredded. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever been accidentally stuck by barbed wire, 
Don't feel good. It don't feel real good. No, no. Yeah. I've had to. I've had to go through barbed wire before. So to volunteer uh, you know, to be in a match with it? Nah. Oh, fuck that. Nah. Right now I'm watching uh, Taker versus Dwayne at uh, King of the Ring the next year. <laughs> versus who? Dwayne. Oh, oh, oh okay. And Taker with the fucking title at the time and again looks like a monster. Oh, and yeah. he just took out the ref. I'm turning this off before I do commentary for another match. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, dead man, beat his ass. But yeah, no, yeah, ECW was like, I remember we were doing the Fed stuff and they started showing ECW matches here locally. Yeah, they finally got a TV deal or whatever. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was like Friday nights, I think, at the fucking middle of the goddamn night almost. But uh, yeah, they had some crazy shit on there. There's a promotion out now. They were in that movie, The Wrestler, with Mickey Rourke. Uh, yeah. What the fuck? Is, I think it's uh, CZW. Com- yeah, it's Combat Zone Wrestling. They're okay. like the modern day ECW doing crazy stupid shit. Okay. With like fucking barbed wire boards and light bulbs and shit. Or it's like, you know those things give you cancer, right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's that type of shit. Yeah. Well, it wasn't just like the extreme, the super extreme shit, but it was some of the like acrobatics and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. athletic, uh, athletic shit. Well, see, they took but then a- you would then you would get like Spike Dudley to come out and be like the fucking mankind of the ECW, and he would just fucking take whatever goddamn abuse mm-hmm. anybody would give. Well, see, what they were doing is like WCW was fucking over a lot of the little guys they had, so they would oh, go to yeah. W or ECW, and they would Paul would let them do what they do. That's why fucking Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, all those guys. Yeah, a lot of them. A lot of them came from ECW, right? Yeah, or they they went through there mm-hmm. as like a uh, like a pass through to get to WWF. Yeah, they would they would go from WCW to ECW to yeah. And some right. of them went from ECW. And Jericho did that too. Yeah, but yeah. some of them went from like ECW to WCW, saw what a shithole WCW was, and went back. <laughs> but yeah. I think it was Eddie. Which is crazy, because ECW was a shithole, too. Yeah, but at least Paul treated him right. The culture was better, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think I it mean, was... they, they literally wrestled in a shithole. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like fucking bingo halls, falling down buildings, whatever. It didn't matter. Yeah, whatever. But they knew they were going to get paid, which is something you couldn't yeah. say for Turner, because that's who owned WCW at the time. Right. They weren't getting paid and shit. But I think it was after that Eddie, Dean Malenko... Maybe Benoit. They had been in ECW. They went to WCW, and then they made the jump to WWE after that. Because I don't think there was a WCW or ECW in between the two, but I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. But yeah, they generally, if they went to WCW, it was like fuck this. We're gonna go hang out and get paid, and then we'll come back for exposure. Because what a cesspool WCW was. If you weren't Hogan or Nash or one of those guys that they stole yeah. from WWE, they didn't really give a shit. Yeah, which is crazy because at the time I re- I liked WCW's product a lot better than WWF overall. Yeah, yeah. Um, WCW never they really seem- did anything for me. Yeah, I mean, seeing it now, it's like yeah, this maybe not the greatest, but it it reminded me more of old school WWF. Yeah. Than the WWF did. That's why I liked it. I think. Yeah. It was more gimmicky and it felt like not as much talking. Yeah. Not as much uh well, I think you know, that promos comes from, and like shoots I told and you stuff. Before they had the NWA tie. Yeah. 
and NWA, they they weren't ones that were like, let's do fucking promos and skits and shit. No, they were like, National Wrestling Alliance, let's wrestle. Yeah, but then it started to get that way. Yeah. Like the Hollywood, not when the NWO first started, but like later on, it started to get that way. Like every fucking two seconds, they're like, they're like hanging out in the booth at a restaurant or some shit and like doing a skit or some fucking bullshit. And it's like, guys, fucking wrestlers are like, I got tired of watching uh, Hogan or Nash fucking squash people or, yeah, you know, come out and put on some bullshit wrestling. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, like exhibition, you know, it was like, it's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? You're not even you're not even wrestling now. Yeah. I mean, that's part of like the whole pull of wrestling is like the story and the psychology of it. If you've just got dudes squashing people, it's like, well, this is boring. There's a way to fucking destroy somebody and still make them look good. And so if they go on to another feud, they don't look like shit. And it's like, well, fucking they just got destroyed in five seconds last week. Why do I want to see them now? You know? Yeah, right. I mean, but I mean, the, like the, the the whole the the Goldberg streak, that whole thing. I liked that. I thought that was cool. For some reason, like that, his entrance and his, I don't know, persona or mystique or whatever, fucking really did it for me. I don't know why. Well, see, I think like he he would have worked better if everybody wasn't doing it. Because at the time, like you said, Hogan was squashing people, Nash was squashing people, so. I think that took a little bit away from his streak once they started doing that shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, once they started refusing to lose to anybody or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. But, uh, but like, Benoit was always good. I mean, can't really talk too much about him anymore without, you know, yeah. things getting dark. <laughs> well, I mean, Didn't just ignore the last, guy, but... the last three days of his life, and it's all cool. Yeah, he was fun to watch. Jericho was fun to watch, mm-hmm. I thought, even though his gimmick was a little weird at the time yeah well that's because they were trying to bury him and they kept giving him bullshit to do and he would go out there and make it work oh okay because jericho's one of those dudes that, like he wanted it enough that if you gave him the stupidest bullshit he would make it work i got you almost as um, like a fuck you to the office yeah and then like ray mysterio like the the lightweights or whatever the yeah cruiserweights whatever yeah the cruiserweights um what was the fucking billy was his name Billy, the dude with the shooting star press? Billy Kidman. Billy Kidman, right, right, right. I thought it was like Billy the Kid or Billy Kid or yeah, yeah. Billy Kidman. He was fun to watch, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but then then you'd get like the NWO and even fucking uh, Randy Savage was still kind of fun to watch. You know, it was funny when Billy Kidman came to WWE. Yeah, and like he was there in two thousand five, two thousand six, and they were trying to act like he literally was still a young kid. <laughs> and it's like you can see his fucking crow's feet guys no no shit he's not a fucking kid <laughs> fuck no like he was in his 30s then yeah yeah but i always thought he was fun to watch oh and, yeah yeah and him and ray mysterio going they used to feud a lot right yeah, i think so I yeah yeah i was always more of a wwf wwe kid though so yeah well i mean i was when i was a kid kid yeah but when i got back into it my second round i started out with wcw yeah. And then then that whole shit show went to hell and it was like then we started watching WWF more. Yeah. Like once I started doing the Fed thing with my cousin, yeah. it was like, yeah, I don't fuck around with that WCW shit anymore. And then then they were going under and like everything was I mean, they really started sucking. Yeah. Like, it was noticeably bad. Mm-hmm. So then we always watch Raw yeah. and uh 
And I was like, oh, yeah, this is better. <laughs> See, I, w- I would watch the Saturday morning, Sunday morning clip shows because we didn't have cable at the time. That's how I was keeping up. Oh, gotcha. Because it was Velocity or something like that, I think. And it was on 11 in the morning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's what I would watch. And it was, that's how I kept up. Yeah. And I remember seeing all the clips from, you know, Raw. And it was just before SmackDown came on. Oh, right. And, but yeah, Raw and from all the pay-per-views and shit, they would run the clips and talk about them there. Yeah. And that was how I kept up for years. And then. Like, I just kind of fell out of it because it's like, well, I don't want to watch these stupid clips. I want to see what's going on. I can't see what's going on. Fuck it. And that's like right when SmackDown started on regular TV. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Because it was on. What channel was that on? Uh, was I on channel. It was on UPN for a while, but that's not where it started. I don't think. No. Yeah. Where the fuck did that? Because I was out. I almost said. I was out of wrestling was it on for TNT? like six no. years. Yeah. And I just stumbled across it one night. One Thursday night, and I saw Eddie, and it was like, this motherfucker is captivating. Mm-hmm. And that's what pulled me in, like, 13 years ago. Yeah, I liked I liked Eddie Guerrero, too. I I didn't care for the Mamacita. The shit with China? doing that shit with China. Yeah. yeah. That felt, that felt icky. That one I didn't <laughs> like, like because I was never a big fan of China. I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of China, but it wasn't really that. It was, it was the, I don't know, almost like the stereotypical latin oh gotcha yeah shit you know what i'm saying like it felt it felt kind of gross like yeah but i mean from what i hear like that was way over the top don't get me wrong but from what i hear eddie was sort of not that he played into those stereotypes but like he was sort of cool with them because a lot of some of those cars you would see him right out in those lowriders and shit yeah some of them were actually his oh (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm not saying that, but I just—it just felt. Yeah, it, it felt almost I don't know. like it's like one of those. Yeah, it was like one of those things because I mean, WWE, WWF, whatever—they're notorious for doing like really skeevy. Yeah. Um, skeevy skits or angles or whatever. On one of the pay-per-views, there was a big incident that got a lot of heat because, and you may want to bleep this, but I'll tell you what he said. Vince is walking backstage. He goes up to Booker T, and he's like. Keep cool, man. Ooh la la. And they cut to Booker T, and he's like, did that really just happen? And, like, there was a lot of heat <laughs> on the company for that. <laughs> Understandably so. Oh. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, and it's... But, I mean, it was... But, I mean, it was... It was... It was a work, right? It was... It oh, yeah, Booker was in real. on it, yeah. but... Th- right. The whole thing yeah, yeah. was, like, Vince coming up to him saying it, and him being like, did that motherfucker just say what I think he said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, there was a lot of shit like that that they actually did on air and on pay-per-views and shit and it's like oh yeah and they what they, the fuck? They, they would they did all kinds of um yeah they did all kinds of questionable shit like um like may young flashing her tits yeah well the kid remember that oh yeah marshall sent it and to me a couple times too I, I saw it when it happened and i was like oh my god well, he, did i just see that he's got it on like a vhs yeah yeah i was like oh my god well, the are whole they, katie vick thing this- too who? The whole Katie Vick thing with WWF, like Triple H raping a corpse. Oh God, I don't remember that. I've told you about it before, and your your reaction was basically the same. Like, oh no. <laughs> it was it was Triple H though. I th- I think so, or maybe it was. I thought Kane. you said it was. I thought it was Kane. Yeah, yeah, that was the thing we talked about about Kane. We were talking about his book, that book we were going to read for book club. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, that's okay. No, I, think I thought it, that sounded familiar. I think it familiar, was Triple but H, but it was Kane's girlfriend is how it went. Oh, And like she died okay, or something okay. and Triple H was fucking her corpse or something. Oh my God. Yeah, I don't remember the details, which is I should because like it's one of the most notorious incidents in WWE history. Yeah, that's that's nuts. I mean, and that's one of the reasons why I didn't go to them instead of WCW was because of the, some of that shit that they did. Yeah, and, but... and it's also and it's also one of the reasons why I stopped. Like I kind of just kind of lost interest, but at the same time, some of the shit they were doing was really like turning me off. Like yeah. Like all, like all the diva stuff that was starting to happen around that time. Like where the divas uh, were sort of like sh- basically just strippers. Yeah, they were basically just strippers. Yeah, and I was like, this ain't fucking what the fuck. See, I mean, I think it's better now. Like the the wrestlers they have now, the lady wrestlers they have now, yeah. are are a lot more. I mean, they're still dolled up kind of, and you know, but they're they're at least good wrestlers. <laughs> like they're good athletes and performers yeah you had some you even back then you had some that were like actual good wrestlers and shit but they yeah. were just like go out yeah, there like and flash uh, molly holly yeah like molly holly was one and was trish stratus and uh yeah. lita although lita basically oh, lita, turned yeah. into a whore did she yeah we're like literally they were she was a whore like every couple of months she was fucking somebody else and shit yeah i liked it when she was hanging with the hardy boys mm-hmm but then but then you're right yeah she was like getting passed around as like the valet for like everybody yeah because she went from the hardys and then she went to edge or no i think she went Mm -hmm. from the hardys to kane then to edge and like in real life she went from matt hardy to edge and she was fucking edge while matt was hurt or something that's fucked up which led to vince being like oh dollar signs and he made fucking edge and matt hardy feud and it's like are you fucking stupid (laughs) <laughs> You're going to bring a real life beef like You're that. Stupid like a fox. But I mean, what's to stop them from <laughs> fucking destroying each other over this broad? Right. Like actually, yeah. Mhm. Be like, "Oh, his neck got broke. I'm sorry." Cocksucker mm-hmm. steal my woman. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It's crazy fucking shit, man. But like all of that shit, that's basically what helped WWE beat WCW, you know? All that oh, I know it did. I know the, the whole attitude era was shit. yeah, yep. And I mean yeah, but it was like the it was like the um it was the Jerry Springerification of totally one hundred wrestling, and that's what I was like not that cool with. Mm-hmm. Like I was okay with the uber violence and some of the crazy shit they did, but like raping a corpse—that's too far. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and even like like I liked The Rock. Okay, I liked his character. I liked watching him wrestle i thought he was really charismatic and cool yeah but once they started in with the fucking hair pie and the whatever the fuck he started talking about in his promos and stuff i was like really are we gonna we're gonna start this now Mm -hmm. i mean and i mean you know i'm not like a prude or anything but clearly not we just feels (laughs) no it just felt gross you know it was like this is not this feels not appropriate or not not in character, even. It seems almost... Like, I could get it if it was... I could understand if it was, like, Val Venus or somebody who, who's... That's their character was, like, yeah. some fucking scumbag. Yeah. But it was, like, that's not... That just doesn't feel right. This feels like you're just doing it for... To be gratuitous or salacious or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, like... Or shocking. Over the top fucking... Let's just see how far we can go. Let's see what we can do until they stop us. Yeah. And all... And Jerry Lawler talking about puppies all the time with sable would come out or whatever and it's like come on man 
Like, we get it, all right? Yeah. You don't have to fucking drool over all these chicks' boobs every time they come out. And yeah, because like, that's it. wrong. We have eyes. Well, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I do, like, I do. You yeah. don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to. You can see him. You don't have to point it out. Yeah. We're already thinking it, okay? You don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to. Um, you don't have to play this up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's They're working themselves, okay? Uh, like Sable with the handprints on her tits and shit, too. Yeah. Right. We get it. I was it. just going to say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We get it, okay? But, we get it. But, yeah, I mean, I liked all that shit, too. I mean, it, yeah, it was over the top and it was gratuitous, but stay on this side of, you know, fucking a corpse and I'm good, you know? Yeah. Keep, yeah, keep it mean... to drooling over, like, living, breathing broads who know they're being drooled over. <laughs> Not a fucking yeah. well, car wreck. Well, yeah, knowing that, knowing that, I'm glad I got out before I saw that. I would have <laughs> fucking lost my shit. Oh, did you ever see? I think it was May Young fucking give birth to a hand. Give birth to a what? Hand. A hand. Yes, five finger, five fingers and a palm. Uh, it was like thing from fucking Adam's family. No, I didn't see that. Yep, you missed it too. Oh my god, and that all felt like bad too, like ex exploitive or exploitative yeah, of like senior exploitation they, none of them yeah because none of them seemed like they had all their faculties but i you know what i'm saying I, especially may young she kind of like doddered around and was like yeah but i think that was an like, act she, because she was pretty sharp if you watch her hall of fame speech and shit oh really she was okay. pretty sharp but i mean okay. when she's playing this over the top like ah, i just pooped myself type character it yeah. it does make you cringe a bit, and it's like, oh, this feels wrong. That's somebody's grandma. <laughs> yeah, I'm like yeah, the Dudley's like, putting oh. her through tables and shit. You know. Now that was not for some reason that wasn't as bad. I didn't think because that was like a wrestler doing her job. Yeah, that was impressive. That was like, oh shit, dude, she just took that bump bigger than shit. Yeah, I you mean, know? I agree with that, but at the same point, it's like, she's but, yeah, old was as little, shit, her was bones are like dust, dude. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was definitely unnecessary. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was, it was a crazy fucking time, dude. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was all basically, the reason WWE won that whole war is because of, it was because Bischoff gave away the raw results and was like, ha ha ha! Some loser like Mick Foley's gonna win the title tonight, and everybody was like, oh really? And they switched over to raw because it was a pre-taped episode of raw and that's what turned the tide in wwe's favor and then they were like okay we've got them so let's hook them in you know Mm. and that's when it went like insanely over the top and crazy it's crazy it is but it was fun for the most part yeah it was fun and taker was a big part of that (laughs) yeah yeah taker and mankind both yeah Mm -hmm. I still, especially like looking at this Taker set to get back on theme for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Looking at this set specifically, I just laugh at whoever that asshole was. At, I think it was at WCW that looked at him and was like, kid, you're never going to be a star, so you might as well get out of the business. Yeah. And it's just like, yep. I hope that dude lost his job because he's just stupid. Well, you know he's lost his job by now. That's true. <laughs> but I mean, like a year... <laughs> Two years later, when Taker fucking showed up in WWE, RF, at the yeah. time. Yeah. That wasn't his gimmick, though, when he was in WCW, right? He was probably just a jobber there, wasn't he? Uh, I don't know, because I haven't seen any of those WCW matches. It would be interesting yeah. to see if now that he's done and WWE owns all that shit, it would be interesting if they would put that on a disc. Yeah. Well, you may get it. You may 
may come out in uh, in in his book that he's going to write. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, hopefully on the or the the, the documentary that they're going to. That's what I'm talking maybe. about. Yeah, because that would be interesting as fuck, man. And yeah. you know, fucking, I would hope that they wouldn't just do like a documentary. I would love for somebody like Stone Cold or Foley to sit down and interview him and put that on a disc. Yeah. Or no, even better, Jr. Yeah, that would be great. You know, are you still there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've talked. I've talked to myself out. I think. Oh, okay. Well, let's wrap it up then. Thanks to Jay Sarge for our intro song. Thanks to at Sherry says for our logo. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud. We're part of the High Altitude Podcast Network. That's at highaltpod.net. You can find. Everything we do at nerdblitz.com and search nerdblitz on YouTube. I'm at the Scooby Doom. You are at Fitzman73. And together we're at Nerdblitz Pod. Is that everything we need to say? I think so. For now. Yeah, for now. Because who knows? We might do another one sometime for something else. Yeah, I hope everybody enjoyed this because this was a lot of fun for me. Yeah, it was fun. I, I really like that match. It's fucking crazy. It is, dude. Like I said, that's one of the top three matches for me. The other two in that top three, real quick would be Taker versus Sean at WrestleMania 25. Even though there's a couple fuck-ups in there, that is like a picture-perfect textbook match. Mm. And then Eddie versus Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 20. No, yeah. Wait, is that... Yeah, I think that was what it was. Yeah, for the title. And it was classic fucking Eddie lie, cheating, and stealing to keep the title. It's a great match. Yeah. So yeah, that's top three. I'm not sure exactly what falls where, but yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah, I don't not sure what my top three would be, but this was this was definitely up there. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely in that top three. That's good to hear. I mean, it's the only one. It's the only one that I still talk about. <laughs> really. That says so, a lot about it. I would think. <laughs> yeah. Like there's this one, and then there's Ricky Steamboat versus Randy Savage match where he crushed his trachea. Was. Is that the WrestleMania 3 match that everybody talks about? I don't know. About? Was it WrestleMania? I'm not sure. It's the one where he gave him the flying elbow yeah. onto the onto the guardrail. Yeah. And they had to take Steamboat off on a stretcher and he's like, can't, acting like he can't breathe and like mm-hmm. he's choked, you know? Yeah. I'm, I, I yeah, can't remember. I saw that when I was a kid and it fucking scarred me. I can't remember if that's the WrestleMania match or not. It fucking scarred me for life. Yeah. Because, I mean, I was a kid. I thought it was real. And I really liked Steamboat. Yeah. Way more than way more than Macho Man. I thought Macho Man was an asshole because you're supposed to think that. Steamboat. They put out a nice documentary and disc on him a few years back. He was yeah. pretty damn great. Yeah, yeah, I liked him a lot when I was a kid. I can understand why. Yeah, he was at um, Wizard World a couple of years ago. Did you Chicago? I didn't see him. Oh. He he was only there. He was only there for like a couple hours. Oh. It was like one of those things where he was in and out. Yeah. I didn't even see him. I didn't even see him at his table, at his booth. Well, that sucks. Yeah, so. Anyway, let's wrap this up. <laughs> um, Yeah, like I said, that was a lot of fun for me because everybody by this point, if you don't understand or you don't know my admiration for Taker, what the fuck? Have you been paying attention for the last year and two months? I mean, you've got his cock and balls in your mouth. Basically, yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't, I, yeah. I'm surprised you can even talk. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> um, I mean, fuck. I'm thinking about it right now. I'm sitting here in a black undershirt and jeans. Come on, dude. I was going to say, and no pants on. 
<laughs> no, it's not that far yet. Wait till we hang up. Oh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thanks for listening. And watching. This has been a feature of JJ2E Media and TSDJA Productions.